Valentine's Day is in just a few days here. And I know you're probably like, why are you talking about Valentine's Day? You're completely single and there's no one that you are going to be sharing the day with. That's a complete lie, first of all. Um, that's actually truthful. Yeah, no, I do not have a significant other, but I do love Valentine's Day a lot more than I probably should. It is my favorite holiday or one of my favorite holidays. I would say that it's pretty neck and neck with the 4th of July. There's something to be said about Valentine's Day and the fact that I am very emotional, believe it or not. And I think that Valentine's Day is like the one day a year for me to be a sap. For instance, I love writing love letters, love notes. If you've dated me, you have probably received a breakup letter um, and love letters. So you probably are more familiar more than anybody else. Um, But this year, it's very exciting because I came to the realization that I've spent all these years writing other people love letters and I've never written myself one. And so I'm going to write myself a love letter and give it to myself on Valentine's Day, which is so cute and fun of me. Um, But yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing for myself. And additionally, um, I'm having a Valentine's Day party with a bunch of my friends where I make Valentine's and I give them to them and they have these cute witty sayings on the inside. So for instance, I live in Boston and there's a bar in South Boston called Capo and they have a basement and it's very exclusive to get into so you typically have to wait on a waiting list and you spend your entire night basically waiting to go downstairs. To provide some context to this story and I know a joke is not funny if you have to explain it but in the context of this and you all not knowing exactly what Capo is in relevancy to this valentine that I wrote let me just provide some color there. But anyways, the inside of the Valentine said, happy Valentine's, Megan. Are you Capo Basement? Because I've been dying to go down on you all night. And then another one similarly to a different bar was, happy Valentine's Day, Lauren. Are you Stats Bar and Grill? Because I spent all day inside of you. Yeah. Um. So just cute little silly, quirky things like that. And... I just like baking and doing fun girly things and wearing pink and it's just overall a great holiday. A lot of people probably look at Valentine's Day with a lot of disgust and like this is a fake holiday but in actuality let's reframe our mindset and take a look at the positive qualities of Valentine's Day. Number one it's a very cute holiday in the sense that you get to tell your family that you love them, your friends that you love them and If you don't typically do that and they're like, ew, why are you doing this? Your excuse is Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. I'm telling you that I love you because it's Valentine's Day. Not that you need an excuse to tell people that you love that you love them, but that excuse. The second is baked goods and chocolate. Like what? Mm -hmm. I know you all probably thought I was going to say flowers there. No, I'm not really much of a flowers girl. I would love to receive flowers, but would I ever go out of my way to purchase them for myself? No, but would I purchase baked goods for myself? Absolutely. Um, And this is all a year about me, so that's what we're focusing on. And then the third item that's the best about Valentine's Day is that it's pink. It's cute. It's fun. 
that's it. That's all. That's all Valentine's Day is. It's pink. It's cute. It's fun. You eat delicious baked goods and chocolate and you tell people you love them. What could be a better holiday? There's no religious ties. There's no, oh, I don't celebrate that holiday or we don't. It's Valentine's Day. Okay. Like that's all there is. But anyways, let's get after it. So on this episode, talking about routine and routine is sexy. Let's, I know there's a popular trend going around of people saying what's in and what's out. Let me tell you, routines are very much so in. And let me key you in as to why. So having goals is one of the best things for yourself to do. It allows you to have a sense of purpose every day, in my opinion. If I'm doing something, I'm working towards something else. So for instance, with my 100 miles that I've decided to run in February, me doing that every day is chipping away at that goal. I'm adding more and more mileage to completing that goal. And you might be wondering, Sarah, why are you running 100 miles in February? That seems miserable. Number one, yes, it is. Number two, I decided to do this because I need to get up and go to the gym in the morning or work out outside of my bedroom. I got in a very bad habit of doing Peloton workouts in my bedroom in the morning, which is fine for other people, not me. Did not work for me. I did not feel rejuvenated ready to go, geared up. It felt very half-assed and I'm not into starting my day half-assed. If I start my day half-assed, I'm going to continue my day half-assed. So going to the gym and putting in my full effort, like that's me going back to my last podcast, doing more and doing that extra 2% that I was talking about that I was looking for. So in my attempt to do that 2% and get to the gym more, I knew I had to create a goal for myself and that goal was something that had to be difficult because it needed to be something that I complete in a small period of time that I could also work towards every day and know I was getting at that goal. And I also knew that I didn't want it to revolve around weightlifting or around lifting in general just because I did used to lift and I was huge. I was, my bicep was larger than my calf. And for those of you that know me, my legs are not small little petite things. Um, They're thick. And so to say that my bicep was larger than my calf is alarming and also concerning. And I'm very competitive. And I know that if I were to get back into heavy lifting, that I would get to that large size again, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not what I prefer to look like. Yeah, I could barely lift my phone up to my head. And so that's largely why I had an issue with it. That and it really affected my softball career. And I was stretching out a lot of my shirts in the arms. But anyways, back to the goal of 100 miles. So I decided to do that cardio goal because it was something I could progress towards every day. And then additionally, Nike Run Club, I'm a huge Nike Run Club gal. I don't want to get into it. I know that everybody's a Strava person. I'm not on the Strava wavelength and I'm embarrassed. And at this point, I feel like it's too late for me to join. It's kind of like the TikTok thing. I got hip to TikTok way too late because everyone was like, don't do it, don't do it. But then at the same time, I'm like, I'm a creator. I want to create. And so now I have this weird affiliation with TikTok. But anyways, I digress. Going back to the topic at hand, Nike Run Club, I 
love Nike Run Club because you can post a picture of yourself after your run or a picture in general after your run. I just choose to make it of myself. People probably do it of the scenic routes that they run on, I would imagine. I don't know because I don't follow anyone on the app, but you are able to follow other people. That's a lie. I do follow people. I follow my brother and my mom. And my mom takes very posed selfies. And my brother and I take selfies where it looks like we're gasping for air and that our tracheas have just collapsed and that we are struggling for oxygen. And so those are the type of photos that I like to include on the Nike Run Club. So it's just fun for me. And I'm already imagining the compilation of all of the 28 days at the end with all of my mileage throughout the month. And so that's just something I have to look forward to, that and completing my goal. And so those items are what drive me to go to the gym. And I know what you're thinking. Okay, well, why do you have to go before work? I am a social being. I like doing things after work with people. And if I'm booked out to go to run three or four miles, I can't go and hang out with people. I can't go and socialize. I can't work on my podcast. I could wake up in the morning early and work on my podcast, but my brain doesn't work like that in the morning. My brain likes to be turned off and my body likes to be active. So that's how I wake up. And that's why I want to go to the gym in the morning. I've already said this before. I want to do work for myself before I do work for somebody else. And a podcast, sure, that would be great to do before work. But I, again, my body is awake before my mind is awake. And so I would like for my body to be doing the work And it just makes me feel better throughout the day. And I feel like I make healthier decisions if I run in the morning. I say that even though I know that I eat, it's a s'mores mix at our office and it's very addicting. It has these granola bar or not granola bar. It has these graham cracker pretzels, graham crackers in the shape of a pretzel and then chocolate chips, little like cinnamon toast crunch looking squares, but they're not cinnamony. They're just like graham crackery tasting, but like more sugary. And then it has these chocolate covered marshmallows and then graham crackers covered in white chocolate. Absolutely lethal combo. So I've restricted myself to eating that once a week and Wednesdays are my day. Today's Wednesday. So obviously I had to dip into that. But yeah, so I got into that and I know that that was not a healthy decision, but it's a healthy decision for me to only have it once a week. So let's at least acknowledge that as a win. But anyways, going back to working out in the morning and feeling like I make the best decisions or the healthiest decisions when I work out in the morning and I kind of have a clear head and I can think about things and allows for my body to just to wake up. But Having that goal of 100 miles keeps me honest about going to the gym and it it keeps me accountable for going to the gym and doing the mileage that I'm supposed to be doing because I know at the end of the month, I'm going to look at that number accumulates in Nike Run Club and see that I only ran 80 some miles and I'm going to be disappointed in myself. So thinking future about like those sort of items makes me really contemplate whether or not something's worth doing. I know all of these, this goal specifically is about fitness and health, but not all of your goals have to be about that. And I know that I'm saying goals and this was supposed to be an idea of routine, but this is goals help you create, create routine. And that's what I'm trying to articulate here is I had this goal of running this mileage and 
I did that intentionally so that I would get to the gym before work because I knew that I wanted to work out before work. I'm not going to run after work. And so that allows for me to begin creating my routine. And as soon as I get in the swing of going to work or going to work out before I go to work, then I'm going to continue that cycle because that's just what I'm used to. And that's my routine. And it's going to be a second nature for me to pack my gym bag before I go to bed. And it's going to be a second nature for me to just wake up at five and go to the gym. This is all going to be second nature once it becomes routine. But the goal is what is getting me there to that routine. Other things that I kind of want to make more routine in my life is the way that I approach my workday. I kind of just attack what's been thrown at me in a day and becoming more regimented in what I'm doing and items that I look to achieve in a day is something that I want to become better about. That's a goal that I have that I want to be more regimented. So I created a Gantt chart of how I intend on spending my time. And although it's not going to be a steadfast outline of how I actually spend my time, it's going to be a pretty good guideline of, hey, this is what you should be doing and how much time you should be allocating to this and so on and so forth. I feel as if routine is extremely undervalued and underappreciated. Routine creates consistency and routine creates dependability. Are you going to trust somebody that wakes up at 5 a.m., goes to the gym, goes to work, then comes home, makes dinner for themselves, and then they go to a cooking class or whatever, like whatever their activities are? has a regimented schedule to do something and get something done? Or are you going to trust somebody that kind of just does things on a whim and like they have no regiment? Who are you going to depend on more and who are you going to trust more? The person who has a schedule because they have a schedule and they know what's what's coming up. They know what to expect. They're constantly looking at their schedule and assessing, hey, I need to do this at this time. And they're going to figure out how you fit into that. The person that does things on a whim aren't looking at their schedule. They're not checking their calendar. It's the consistency. It's the routine. It's intentionality and being extremely intentional about how you spend your time. Because if you have a routine, you're being intentional and you're typically picking things that are good for you when you're doing something intentional or when you're creating a routine. Because why would you create a negative routine for yourself? And Why would you do something that would harm yourself? So creating a routine, creating that consistency, and being intentional are all extremely desirable things that I'm looking for and that I'm trying to create within my own life and trying to figure out how I'm going to do those things. And starting with fitness, just because it's easiest for me, because it feels like something that I'm in most control of, because I get to decide how I move my body. I get to decide what I put in my body. Work was something that I felt a little less that I had control on in the sense of I have expectations that other people have of me. So prioritizing those things and making sure that I do those things is pretty much the only routine that I had. Making sure that I completed all the action items that were requested of me or expected of me on a certain time or on a certain deadline from another individual. Outside of that, I could go all willy-nilly however I want in my work day. And as long as I got those items done, it was fine. Creating more of a regimen within my work day is going to allow for me to feel like I'm exactly on top of what I'm doing. Here's what I can do to improve. And it's going to let me uh, self-reflect a lot more than me kind of just completing things as they come in and on a whim. So taking the time to really sit down, assess where I'm at and 
develop that Gantt chart actually fully and move forward with, okay, this is what I think that I'm going to allocate my time doing. Let's actually compare it to what I think on the Gantt chart. And then let's perform these actions and see if this is something that's actually valuable to me and this is something that's useful. So we're going to give that a go. Going to try that out. So that's pretty much physical and career goals, which I understand that that's only a small portion of my life. There's other routines that I want to create. And I feel like I've solidified really what my five to nine before my nine to five is. Now I want to solidify what my new five to 1120 because that's when my bedtime is. And I want to start developing routines like I want to be a better reader. And so I know that I'm not going to try and read an entire chapter before I go to bed every night. That is not something that I think that I can do. But I want to read a book every month. And I'm trying to figure out how many pages do I need to read of a book in order to complete it in a month. And I'm sure there's probably an app for this. And while I'm saying this, you just take the page numbers And then you divide it by the days and then you read that many pages a night or a day or whatever have you. That's what I'm going to do. I've just decided it. I am going to do that. I'm first going to finish Jeanette McCurdy's I'm So Glad That My Mom Died or whatever the title of that book is. It's very aggressive. My honest review of that book is not stellar. I am a glutton for a good autobiography and that is not a good one. (laughs) It is just a lot of woe is me. I'm a child actor, blah, blah, blah. And I understand her life has been hard and it's not necessarily the life that she would have chosen for herself, but it's really hard for me to feel bad when you have millions of dollars to your name and you did it through acting and that's what you kind of still do and what you're known for. So kind of hard for me to feel bad that way. Um, I also think that I'm not trying to like make her problems feel less validated, but it's just a very played out story, in my opinion. But yeah, it's it could be a lot shorter, I think. Um, I was kind of over it about halfway through. I'm a little over halfway, but that's my honest review. I know that it's pretty popular on social media right now, but I, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Not a fan. Um, but anyways, so I want to start reading books regularly add that to my routine have a set number of pages that I'm going to read a night so that I can finish a book in a month rather than feeling overwhelmed and like if I'm reading 10 pages a night that's not enough whatever um so that's something that I want to do I want to be way more regimented with my podcast I'm currently not regimented at all in the sense of you never know when an episode's going to come out. I tried to do Fridays and that didn't really work out. And so I need to be more intentional. I need to be more consistent because consistency, dependency, it all pays off. And it's that's what ends up making you successful at the end of the day. And that's largely attributed to routines. So again, I'm really saying that routines are what we need to help ourselves advance, help ourselves grow. And Yeah, that's largely in part because of the goals, consistency, and intentionality all behind it. That's all I've got, and I hope that you all have an amazing weekend, great Valentine's Day, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.